your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And if you don't see any enthusiasm with the intro to this show, uh, can you blame me? Uh, that that one stings. Um, so the Avalanche looking at elimination for the first time in the postseason. So <clears throat> I know we probably don't want to. But we'll talk about this one. Uh, this was one the Avalanche let slip away. And they lose it in overtime. And now they are their backs are against the wall. And you're going into a lion's den, going back to Vegas. Well, let's talk about it. But first things first, follow the show, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche. On Instagram and send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. Been talking for a few days now how the Avalanche needed to turn things around. They needed to just play flat out better. And for probably 95% of that game, they did. Maybe that's a little bit high. Maybe we'll go 90% of that game. They did. And to loot, like we we were saying, the two games that they lost in Vegas, you, they didn't play their style of game. If they had played their style of game, and and they they're losing because they can't get anything by Flurry, uh, and then you know they they just have one of those games where you throw your hands up and like what what are you gonna do? Uh, you just can't you can't crack that nut. You're upset, but you are at least happy that they played their game. They didn't play their game. Honestly, after those two losses, I was like, well, that's not the Avalanche team I'm used to this year. So move on from that. This one is this is a gut punch because they they played their style of game. They played so much better in game five. So much better. And they had the game in their hands. And a, a brief, it was three, four minutes in the, in the third that got Vegas back tied. And there was still, I think it was just under 17 minutes left. So, yeah, three minutes uh, when, when uh, Vegas scored the second one. So, obviously, they have all the momentum after that. But the Avalanche went right back on the attack. I, I thought that they, you know, they had so many chances. And, you know, I guess partly you got to give Flurry some credit. But on the other hand, the Avalanche were not putting their shots in particular spots. They were just thrown right into the gut of Flurry. How many sprawling saves did he make? How many, like, saves did he snatch out of, out of midair? They were all going to his midsection, including that that shot by JT Confort 10 seconds into overtime. He could have ended it. And he had it, it was was Flurry's left side because Flurry was going right to left. The play was on his right. So he was kind of shifting over 
to the left. Comfort had so much room to Fleury's left, and he shot it into his gut. So it, it could have ended so early on, but it didn't. And I, I had I, I couldn't record this episode immediately after the game. I I had to take some time because this one hurts. <laughs> I everybody is going to be jumping on Burakovsky for his uh, attempt at a cross ice pass. Was that the right move? No, that that's not the right pass at that at that place on the ice at that point in time it's not if he had connected on that pass i don't know who it was he was going to i I gotta relook at the you know the the play but uh whoever it was was pretty wide open but still that's a risky pass and then and whoever made the defensive play for vegas and, and again i don't have these these players down because this is you know, half hour or so after the game is over, made a good defensive play. And he got a stick low enough, and it just knocked off the shaft of his stick. And, you know, the the Knights turn around and bang, goal. And then, and then Tuck with just an insane play batting, you know, it bounces off. I don't even think it was his stick that it bounced off. Whoever was trailing on the play might have been Graves. Uh, bounced off his stick, bounced up in the air, and took took uh, ba- just bats at it, and it goes in. Everything about that play was a freakish play. Everything. Should Burevkowski made that attempt at the cross-ice pass? No. You just stick to the, the boards that you're on. You get it into the neutral zone, and, and you just do what you've been doing. Should, and again, she, like a lot of people are going to jump on him for that. He tried to make a play at a point in the game where you shouldn't have tried to make that play. So he deserves some, you know, shame for that. But he's he's trying to be aggressive. But that was the wrong time to be aggressive. As far as the overtime goes, I I don't know if Ryan Graves wants to take a shot from the point, fine. Why are you taking two? If you follow me on Twitter, Vegas is so good at getting into the passing lanes. So good at it. And at the end of the first, they started to really take over. And for the last three minutes, they really, really started to take over. And you were like, oh boy, I hope this doesn't carry over into the next two periods. Because where have we seen that not that long ago? And it's kind of the point that I made after the first was the avalanche need to take quicker shots. If you hold on to the puck for a split second longer, forget about it because Vegas gets in the passing lane and it's not going to find its way through. The avalanche have been struggling with that all series long where they have the players, especially guys like Kale McCarr and Taves and sometimes Gerard can take a shot from inside the blue line and find a way through traffic. It, it has it happened once this entire series, Vegas is so good at getting in the passing lanes. So Ryan Graves, fine. If you want to take an attempt at the first one, go for it. It bounces back right to you. Why are you doing it again? They're already in the lane. They're already there. And there was somebody, again, I got to see who it was. Somebody was on the left side, I think, banging their stick. Pass it to that guy. He's going towards the net. 
he's got a better opportunity than you do. But what happens? He takes a second shot. It's blocked. Shocker. Back goes Mark Stone in the other direction, and he shelves it. Game over. This this one, God, like I, I, I know the Avalanche are not eliminated yet, but that felt like an elimination game. It just, it just kills you because for most of the game they played a good game. They they really controlled. Most of the game, sure. Vegas, you know, got their shots in, and uh, you know, Vegas is a good team, and we've been saying that all along. But now the Avalanche got to fight. They got to fight. So we'll talk more about this game uh, and the line changes that seem to have worked. Do they stick with that? Uh, the different players that they brought in, and the guys that they eliminated, and some guys that they didn't. So I don't know. Um, let's get to our couple ads for the day. One of them is locker room. This episode is brought to you by the locker room app. It's the first social media audio platform made for sport fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me and other fans and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sports. I typically host a locker room on Thursday night. If there is no game, there is a game this Thursday. So I don't know. We might do a locker room after the game. I would say if the Avalanche win, how about we do this? If the Avalanche win, we'll do a locker room because uh, people are going to be in a better mood. If they lose, maybe we'll do the locker room Friday night. I don't know. Let's just hope that they win, and then we'll do one Thursday night. Uh, it's the perfect place to start and join conversations about the about any league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to the big news. So go download the Locker Room app for free right now. It's currently available on iOS. It is available on Android as well. Uh, just no chat function yet on Android. So create a profile, link your Twitter account, and join my show and follow my show. You can just search for Locked on Avalanche so you get notified when the room goes live. So we will see you possibly Thursday. Follow me on Twitter to uh, get the details on that. But Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Also brought to you by Built Bar. And Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor such as coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry and mint brownie there is something for everybody if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mixed box where you will get two of each of the nine flavors available not only are built bar flavors the best tasting bar but they are healthy as well most bars contain 17 grams of protein 130 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs while others contain 18 grams of protein 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Nine, nine amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your first order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So now we have two teams that basically stole one at some point in this series. You could say the Avalanche stole game two. When Vegas really outplayed Colorado, but Av stole it in overtime. And now this script script has been flipped and Colorado outplayed Vegas. 
they did. And you could say Vegas stole this one from them. So now home ice matters. Uh, you know, up until last night's game, it only mattered for for Vegas to turn the tide to, to kind of, uh, you know, flip home ice advantage. And they have done that. Because up until then, all Avalanche had to do was win every game at home. And you move on. That's what home ice advantage is for. And now they need to go into Vegas and win one and then come home and see what happens. Uh, the abs with some line changes and some roster changes heading into this game, they seem to work. So it'll see, be interesting to see what Jared Bednar does going back to Vegas. Uh, Brandon Saad in, in a, a move that's like, why wouldn't you do it? The guy's playing the best on the avalanche or, you know, probably as far as the forwards go, he's probably playing the best um, out of the avalanche in that regard. So you put him on the top line. So it was Brandon Saad with McKinnon and Ranton and, and Saad with a goal, you know, a, a buzzer beater and, I don't know what Flurry was trying to do on that. I don't know if he thought the time was going to run out. I don't know why he tried to backhand it. Uh, but Brandon Saad with another goal. So, yeah, he's deserving of being on that top line right now. And you brought back Logan O'Connor and you brought back in Alex Newhook. I thought both of those guys played great, especially Logan O'Connor. Why is he everywhere? <laughs> it's a good thing. But he every time he's he's on the ice, he's involved. He he does not hesitate to go after the puck and pressure guys and and keep him in the game. Keep him on this team, please. He's looked he's looked great. You know, I don't think uh let me see if you got on the, the stat. I don't know off the top of my head. Um no, he did not. But that doesn't matter because he forces action. I love watching Logan O'Connor play, so he better not be going anywhere. And Alex Newhook didn't get a ton of time, but made a really nice uh, wraparound attempt, which there was a stick from somebody on Vegas that just got in there at the last second. That would have pushed the game to 3 to nothing. So just those little misses here and there. But I thought Newhook, for the amount of time he was on the ice, you know, did fine. Uh, but Logan O'Connor was was great, in my opinion. So the top line, clearly everybody was going to look at the top line. They were broken up. You got, you know, Nathan McKinnon and uh, Rantanen obviously are going to stay on that top line. And then you can move Gabe Landeskog around. Um, but I thought McKinnon played a little bit better game. He, he didn't, he didn't get, you know, as many shots. We have two shots on goal, but, uh, seemed like he was able to do a little bit more with the puck and he, you know, he was able to make some moves. They still clamped down on him. And I think he, he knows that's what's coming. So he's looking to pass a little bit more when his game is to look to shoot, um, Vegas is just going to take those lanes away from him. And I think he's coming to terms with that and saying, all right, I, I know, you know, I'm a good passer. I know how to, I can facilitate my game in that way. So I think he's looking to pass first now, unless he gets a full head of steam, which is always a possibility 
in Nathan McKinnon's world. But that's a different style of play for him. So uh, I, I think that will obviously continue. If he gets an opportunity, he is going to take it. Uh, and you know he's always going to be looking for that opportunity. But if it's not there, most of the time like he will force the issue, try to make something out of nothing. And uh, he's not really doing that too much. If he, if he starts feeling the pressure, he's, he's looking to he's looking to somebody, and he's not just looking to fire a puck on that because he, he knows it's not going to get through, and he doesn't have a good possession of the puck after a little while. So it's, it's been tough for him. It's been really really tough this series for him. But I thought he played a little bit better. They moved Landeskog to the line with Nchuskin and Comfer. I think Valanchuskin is playing a fantastic series. He, I am always comfortable with him carrying the puck because he's a big guy. He can control the puck in the in the corners against the boards. He's not going to lose a ton of battles that way. So, and that's what they needed. They needed to win those battles, win the battles against the boards in your zone. Maybe get a freakish kick out, and that'll open things up on the other end. Make a couple passes, and you get a a good scoring chance. And that's what Valanciuskin can do. So I've been uh, very pleased with with his play. But there's a lot. I mean, the Avalanche fans are going to to jump on the fact that this is a loss. It is a loss. And I just hope a lot of us can say they dominated this game in many aspects of it. For the majority of the game, they dominated this game. And can they do that in Vegas? Now now that is the new question. The first question was, can the Avalanche get back to their style of game? The answer to that was yes. Being on home ice, having last change obviously helps that. Now you have to go back to Vegas. So now the question is, can the Avalanche play that way in Vegas? Because they haven't done that yet. And it's going to be tough because the Av- or excuse me, the, the Knights are going to put their top line, the Stevenson line, in whenever that Avalanche top line is in. So because of that, I think you have to maneuver around. I think you have to keep the, the lines the way that they were. You have to break up Landis Gog, McKinnon, and, and Ranton, and you have to. So can they do it? We will see. So let's hear from, who do we got? BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet in all of your sports action. You got baseball in full swing, the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, and even UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, before the next puck drop, before the next slam dunk, head over to BetOnline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and sign, excuse me, and check out all the great sporting news sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as your teams make your playoff runs. When you head to the website or use your mobile device when you sign up, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Also, finally brought to you by Wealthfront and Investing can be complicated. But whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio 
and Wealthfront can create that portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings today. So go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. All right, so here we are, Avalanche. One more in the and the season is over. And so much promise for this season. Uh, team was built the way that you wanted a team that can go after a Stanley Cup to be built. Uh, minus Nazem Kadri. So if the Avalanche can get past Vegas in Vegas, series heads back to Denver for Game 7, and they will have Nazem Kadri back for that game since they uh, decided not to decrease his suspension time at all. So, I mean, that's something to look forward to or or fight for. But uh, the Avalanche are on the verge of being known as a team that can't get over the hump. I mean, if this happens again this year, uh, you are going to have a, a fan base and a sport fan base saying... Uh, all right, uh, like they are with with Connor McDavid, and, and not so much the Edmonton Oilers, just Connor McDavid. Uh, I, th- I don't think people really care if if Edmonton wins; they just you know want it to know if Connor McDavid can win one. It's not so much that with Nathan McKinnon, you know, because he is one of the top players in the league. People are going to say you know Nathan McKinnon needs to one needs to win one just as much as McDavid does. But I think, you know, because Edmonton's not, wasn't built like Colorado is, where people were expecting them really to kind of tear through the playoffs. And Avalanche were the favorites. So if you're the favorites and you go out again in the second round, there's going to be a lot of people with their arms crossed saying, all right, now you, I, I will believe it when it happens and I'll believe it when I see it. Because this is this is going on too many, too many years in a row. Where I mean, in the beginning, it was you made the playoffs, and then you won the first round, and then we haven't been able to crack that second round yet. The Avalanche need to do that. It's still possible they're not out of this thing, and you just now it's you just play it one game at a time because now the mindset is we win this game, we go back home, and. Even though we lost that last game, we took them into over. They took us into overtime, had them two to nothing, and a couple of of bad mistakes, bad passes that turned into offensive rushes for Vegas are what lost this game. And that's it. Correct those small mistakes. Well, I don't say small mistakes. They're big mistakes because they led to goals. Uh, but the decision making there. Correct the decision making there, and Avalanche are up three to two going into Vegas. But you can't play the what if game. And like I said earlier, we you know you can say we stole one from Vegas. Well, now they stole one, so we're even in the stealing of the games department. This is going to be a tough, tough game because you know what what we saw for the two games in Vegas. That's my fear is we will see that again because. 
being on home ice and having that last change is what caused the Avalanche to struggle as much as they did. <clears throat> now, maybe the changing of the lines might help a little bit, but Vegas is going to put their top guys out there whenever they see Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen out there. And unless they do something and turn it around, it's going to be a long, long night. You are going to need Philip Grubauer to be Vesna-like in game six. That is the guy you're going to need to lean on. We shall see. Um, not the way we want it to go. <clears throat> this is, like I said, this one stings. And it's not going to be a, a good off day because it's all you're going to think about. And then game day, it's going to feel like game day is going to crawl to get to puck drop because you just want you, you want them to, to overcome this and win this thing. But they're making it difficult for themselves. And I don't want to get ahead too much, but if they don't, man, there is going to be a lot of questions. But we will cross that bridge if that happens. I won't say when that happens. I'll say if that happens. So that'll be it, everybody. Um, yeah, if you got thoughts, let me know. People are already throwing thoughts up on Twitter, and I get it. Uh, but it's not over yet. You have to have at least some glimmer of faith. And all you need to do is win one game right now. It's all you need to do, and then you worry about the game after that. We'll see how it goes. All right, everybody, that's going to be it for today. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!